Welcome to The Pulse Experience, the podcast that takes you on a journey of wellness at the intersection of technology and human experience. I'm your host, Edward Beltran, CEO of Fierce and innovator of Pulse. You know, stress is a very large problem today. It's costing organizations $300 billion annually, not to mention the impact on our people and individuals in our companies. And often, we don't know what's causing our stress. And if we do, we don't know the proper, most impactful way to handle it. Instead, we're used to just accepting stress and managing it at a general level, such as with better diet, better sleep, exercise, or meditation. But this doesn't get underneath the root issues of our stress or eliminate them. And today, there's so much that's required of us in, at both our homes and the workplace that we don't always have the tools to be able to be self-aware and tackle these stressors. However, our bodies, they don't lie. They tell us constantly what's happening. They're responding to our environments and it's our job to listen. And when we handle these challenges and take them head on, they drive positive results in both our personal and our professional lives. Pulse is our proprietary app that integrates with wearable devices and infuses cutting edge science to be able to show you who you're with and where you're at when you're experiencing stress by the hour. Then we wrap context around these events by pulling in calendar and GPS data to be able to further drive that self-awareness and more importantly, move into action with either a live coach or the in-app AI bot to be able to tackle these stressors, drive your resilience higher, as well as the outcomes you desire in your lives. We call this biometric intelligence. Our certified coaches walk into every coaching session with the same biometric data and insights to be able to help you identify the themes that are going to have the most impact on your lives and tackle those toughest challenges. This transformation is the Pulse experience. Hello, I'm Edward Beltran, CEO of Fierce and innovator of Pulse. I'm the podcast host for the Pulse Experience, and we're joined today again with Carrie Loken. We're going to focus a lot on her experience as being a coach, as well as being a fierce facilitator. She's a master facilitator and learning designer, as well as a certified Pulse coach. Carrie, welcome. Thank you, Ed. Happy to be here. Oh, always a pleasure to have you here. Let's start off, Carrie. Tell us a little bit about your background around being a coach and what drove you to want to be a coach and what excites you about this. Sure. So this is actually an interesting question to answer because, you know, in the past I've struggled whether with, with whether or not I can technically call myself a coach. Um, I'm certainly certified, as you just mentioned, when it comes to Pulse. I've been certified in various other programs, assessments, tools, etc. But I've never officially technically gone through a certified coach accreditation program, right? Like ICF, like International Coaching Federation or one of those institutions. But yet I've you know, coaching, as we talk about it at Fierce, is so much about, you know, empowering us to have deeper conversations. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in that traditional way of a, a quote unquote certified coach. So I've certainly, you know, would call myself a coach. In fact, at one point in my career, I was transitioning and I was asking a, co- a former colleague and friend who is a certified coach, went through one of those programs. Is it okay if I call myself a coach? And she and I worked together for, you know, a good five, seven years. And she said, of course, like you've done tons of coaching. So it helped me recognize that, yes, I can own that term, even if I haven't been a, a technical uh, coach in, in accreditation anyway. 
So, you know, when it comes to why I, you know, find coaching so rewarding or why I'm interested in coaching at all is because it's really about helping people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's helping people find the motivation within themselves, the recognition of what works for each unique individual and helping them embrace change or engage in and drive some change in, within themselves. And so I think that's what draws me to coaching and is so deeply rewarding to me. And again, you know, I love Fierce's model in particular because it's, it's not, you know, of course, there's always the coaching relationship between a, a manager and an employee, but our model is all about coaching, you know, anybody. You can use it with yourself. You can use it with your, you know, your family. <laughs> you can use it with your partner. Um, you can use it with your peers. There's all kinds of applications to how can coaching you know, works and it's really about empowering within somebody. And so I think that's again what really draws me to coaching is helping someone find what's within them that matters, first of all. And then how do we help them get to where they want to go? What is the the goal? What is what is it they want to achieve? And how can I help support that? How can I help on that journey? How can I challenge? How can I cheerlead sometimes? You know, whatever it might take for that unique individual. Um to really help propel them into to what's important in their life, you know, professionally and personally. Yeah, I love that, Carrie. And um, I think the key word there um, is empowerment and how you help them move into that action. That's uh, that, that's absolutely uh, awesome. And I can tell your passion around it. And so with that, whether it was informal coaching or formal coaching, um, can you tell us a little bit about what you found with your passion being some of the limitations to traditional coaching? Yeah. So with traditional coaching, oftentimes in my experience, it's, it's about solutioning. You know, it's about pre- finding often prescribed solutions for, for people's individual unique challenges. And often this shows up in the form of, of advice giving, right? Where people come for some support and instead of recognizing what's within that person and what makes them tick where they are in their journey. It's saying, here's what worked for me, try this. And so I think this idea of traditional coaching has been more geared towards helping someone find a solution, but giving it, give it kind of giving it to them or spoon feeding it to them rather than, you know, turning into what's unique to that particular person and really helping them see the insights that they have within them. What's again, what's important to them and how do they how do they want to get there and what works for them? Right. So each person is so unique. What works for me, what works for you, what works for anyone, you know, is going to be different. And so there's no one right answer. There's no one way to go about something. And there's lots of ways to approach, you know, a problem or a a challenge or a goal. And so really tapping into, you know, what works for each unique individual is sort of the newer version of coaching where you're really you know, asking questions, you're getting to the root of, of, you know, I I also say too, like asking that first question, okay, that's a start, but asking those follow-up questions is really where you start to go deeper within somebody to really get at the the underlying, you know, issue. And, and with that, it it takes some time. It takes some effort. It's easy to give that first response and, and run with it. Uh, but, to really pause and say, okay, what else, what else, what else was going on and really dig into the issue. It's, it's, you know, phenomenal to see how that approach really drives people within and, and helps them achieve 
you know, this, again, this idea of empowerment where they feel they are ready to make a change. They're ready to jump in and do something to impact their life. Yeah, that's great, Carrie. And uh, everything that you mentioned is, and, and you teed it up around a fierce module, which is our mineral rights, which is also uh, embedded in our coaching approach, both uh, with on pulse and off pulse. Um, and so with that, you know, we're looking and, and you called it empowerment but before empowerment. It's really driving that uh, self-realization or what we also call impulse self-awareness. Like what's really, really happening. And I love what you said with the what else, what else, what else. Again, that's terminology out of our coaching module, but it's getting really deep versus superficial. So if you said to me, Carrie, what's uh, what's wrong with you today? I don't, oh, I didn't get enough sleep. Is that really what's wrong with you? <laughs> right? And it's just not accepting that as a coach because... As you know, Carrie, many times people want to stay in the safe zone and that's great. That's a coping mechanism, but that doesn't necessarily help them get down to the root issues that they're dealing with. And so with that, Carrie, let's talk a little bit about that because you teed it up so beautifully. You're a fierce facilitator and, 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 and designer, master facilitator and designer. And you came on board with us and we're so lucky to have you. Um, tell us a little bit about what made you such a believer in our content. Why are you here? <laughs> Great question. Um, what I love about Fierce is just its practicality. Um, you know, I always say this in, in the sessions that I run, I try to say it. This stuff is simple, but not simplistic. And I remember hearing that when I first was introduced to Fierce. And I was like, what does that mean? And it's like, it's simple in concept. It's stuff people know, but it's not always easy to do. And it provides so many with, you know, any conversation that you have to have in your life. And that's true at work and it's true at home and personal. I think that's also what I love about it is it just infiltrates your life no matter, no matter who you're talking to. Um, but it's, it's not always easy to do. And so it provides some clear frameworks, framework, clear structure in how to have a conversation, you know, that needs to happen in a way that's effective. It's about building the relationship. I think when I think about fierce, there's a couple of things that always come to mind for me and it's about the relationships. I'm a relationship driven person. I enjoy getting to know people. That's why I like coaching. I like to know what makes people tick, how to help them be better at whatever it is that's important to them. And, you know, a couple of our, our fierce, um, you know, both of our, one of our objectives and one of our transformational ideas is all about the relationship, enriching relationships, recognizing that I'm somebody who's been conflict averse. I'll be the first to admit I haven't liked to have those conversations that are difficult to have. I, I steer clear of them. I used to anyway. Um, but with fierce and, and what I love to share with other people is how powerful it can be to face those conversations and it'll deepen the relationship. I think of examples in my own life where I've, struggled with a conversation, I've had it, maybe it was a, you know, an argument, maybe it was a, a fight over something, but it actually deepened the relationship to work through that in a productive way to come out on the other side of it. So sometimes it's even deepened a relationship because of that conflict or, or that concern or that problem that's come up in the relationship. So, you know, really about whatever the conversation is, it's about enriching the relationship and the conversation is that relationship. That's one of our mm -hmm. transformational ideas as well, right? That, what you put in, what you don't put in to a con to that conversation directly impacts that relationship. And I think that's so powerful. And I look back in my own life and the conversations I didn't have, those are those moquitas we talk about, right? Mm -hmm. the, the missing conversations and how those impacted me in a negative way. And, and by having the weighing, not having the conversation with having it 
And even if it doesn't go perfectly well, getting again to work through it to get to the build that relationship is, I think, so powerful. So I just I love Pearson <laughs> and really have found it to be relevant professionally, of course, and personally. And I think that's the, the magic, too, is it just it's who we are. It's part of being human. Uh, absolutely, Carrie. And, and it's funny that you said that because that's exactly what uh, captured me. Right. Fantastic book when I read Fierce Conversations by Susan Scott. Um, but it was really that one line that I was just like, oh, wow. OK, I get it. And it's what conversation or conversations did you miss to get to the point that you're at? Right. And, you know, before I came on board, I was reading through that and I was like, all of a sudden, like my life and my past just kind of rushed, rushed in front of my eyes. And I realized, ah, like it became so clear. I didn't do that. I knew I should have said this. I should have addressed this. It became absolutely clear as well as what we call, right? Like what is your part in this? Right. It became so clear and uh, prolific. The other thing I love about what you said here, and I couldn't agree more is the um, simple, but not um, uh, simplistic, but not simple. Right. And it's really what it is, is, and I agree with you, it's, um, you know, I've had the opportunity to take um, executive education courses and so on and so forth. And a lot of those are great. They're theories, they're frameworks, but then you as a person have to figure out how to take that tomorrow and apply it. And one thing I love about what we do, and you touched upon it is we have modules that are really step-by-step. So if you need to have that confrontation model or sorry, conversation, confrontation, conversation, or that feedback conversation, it's just not a theory. Carrie, give Ed feedback. It's, you know, here's actually how you do it and how you actually, sorry, how you construct it and how you do it. And um, the other thing too, Carrie, and I, I couldn't agree with you more, is how many times when you're like, I got to have this conversation or I have to do this. And of course, an anxiety is built up and you're worried about it. And then afterwards, you're like, wow, that was way easier than I thought it would be. Right. And as you mentioned, enriching the relationship. Yeah. So powerful, Gary. So with that, let me ask you this question. What's your favorite quotes or what's some of your favorite content out of Fierce? Oh, wow. So many. How do I pick? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, other than the relationship piece, which I identify so strongly with and already discussed, I I think, well, there's a couple that come to mind. One would be the confrontation conversation, partly because I just mentioned how I'm, I've tended to be in my life conflict averse and don't like to confront issues. But how impactful I've seen that confrontation opening statement, we call it, where you just prepare a, a short, less than 60 seconds or 60, 60 seconds or less opening without judgment to say, here's a situation. I've seen some repeated behavior that's appearing. It's, you know, how it's different from a feedback conversation, right? But it's after, after time, something needs to be addressed and how to do that in a diplomatic powerful way. I've, I've used it myself and I've seen the transition with people who have practiced and prepared their opening statements to feel equipped to go in, Hey, I feel so much more at ease to have this conversation that is scaring me and that I'm afraid to have. So I think that's just something that resonates a lot with me because I I can identify with that personally. And then a second one, if I could pick one more is as our most, our more recent, most recent, hot off the press, if you will, uh, material and resilience, our resilience course, we just launched this spring. And I love delivering that course. I love being a part of those conversations with participants. So many people identify with stress, right? No one is immune to stress. And building that idea of resilience, how do we, again, as in fierce ways, how do we practically provide some tools to help people um, change the way they reframe how they think about things. And that's not an easy, you know, changing a mindset isn't necessarily an easy thing yet. 
it can be. There are like in the workshop, there's a part where we look at a negative thought we're having or a situation and why it's causing us stress and just a two minute exercise. We help people reframe that in a way that they walk away. They're like, wow. In just that short amount of time, I've totally changed how I see this situation. And that's so powerful and so cool to see. And, and I think that's, you know, one of the, one of the many things that I love about fierce is just being, you know, the stuff being so practical and, and people walk away with real things to change how they approach whatever's lying ahead of them. Yeah, absolutely, Carrie. And I couldn't agree with you more. The confrontation approach is um, is very, um, very impactful because it seems like nowadays people want to go from zero to 60 very quickly. And the reality is, is that as we, we talk about a conversation is like with. And so instead of me making assumptions and going right to a confrontation, it's a, a, a progression of feedback. And when nothing changes, then it's confrontation, right? Which in, in our words, it, confrontation can be scary, but it's not really what is behind there. It's more of a, you know, if nothing changes, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's at stake, right? Our relationship's going to suffer. Our work product's going to suffer. And it's having a conversation about that versus a, I'm going to confront you. And <laughs> this is a high tense situation. And so I absolutely love that. And then, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more around resilience and uh, some of the great work we're doing that with that and Pulse as the backbone of that. And so with that, Carrie, um, I would love to hear a little bit more about um, resilience and pulse and self-awareness and how you see this impacting coaching. Yeah. I, you know, we haven't talked much yet about self-awareness and I think that phrase right there is something I want to spend a little time digging into and, and certainly want to answer your question. But, um, you know, one thing I've seen in my career and in, in OD, organizational development, learning development, both internally in organizations and also externally, you know, coming in and seeing this from an outsider's perspective is the self-awareness piece is, is so fascinating to me because it it seems like, well, I know one of my favorite researchers is, is named Tasha Yurik. And in my previous role, I, I spoke a lot to her research and I am now as well. But she has done a lot of work on self-awareness in recognizing that, you know, well, what's her statistic? 95% of us think we're self-aware, but only 10 to 15% of us actually are. And in, I think that's just fascinating, right? And, and in a, a previous role, I talked a lot about how as we grow in organizations, especially as we become higher in an organization, we tend to be less self-aware. And that's a scary thought. The higher you are in an organization, the less self-aware you are. And you think, wow, that's really scary. You want the person who's like at the helm to be the most self-aware person ever. You hope that they are. But when you think about it in her research, she revealed that it makes sense because as you grow in an organization, you have less people above you that are looking to develop you, to support you, to give you perhaps feedback to help you grow. And then no matter if you're the best manager in the world and you have great relationships with your people, there's still a power dynamic for below. So you're making, you know, you're getting less feedback from below, you're getting less feedback from above. It makes sense that that self-awareness will take a hit. And, and so just finding ways as we, you know, wherever we are in an organization, none of us are 100% objective in the way we see ourselves. And so we might have the best of intentions, but the impact may not align with that. And that's that gap in self-awareness, right? And so where Pulse comes into this is really tapping into, you know, being more self-aware. We know that 
you can't, our bodies don't lie. Pulse measures heart rate variability, right? As you know, and, and, you know, the kind of short story here is it's, you know, we're either put into our, our, uh, sympathetic, uh, sympathetic nervous system, right? Which is our like fight, flight, freeze. Like we're energized. We're moving into addressing some sort of stress. It's our stress response. And we have our parasympathetic nervous system, which is calming us down. And, and the, the difference between that and how we can self-regulate is really powerful data that helps us drive some self-awareness of, Hey, this, this situation I didn't realize is causing me some stress and, my, my pulse data is sharing that, wow, I'm experiencing pulse at this, at this particular time, point in time each week or each day or with this particular person. So really being able to tap into that to, to drive some more self-awareness. And, and again, self-awareness, I think is so critical, you know, in, in any way that we are having a conversation with someone, how again, we think we're showing up versus how that person perceives us because perception is reality for them. Right. So again, best of intentions may not have the impact we want. And so really trying to, c- to connect those things. Mm-hmm. Very well said, Carrie. And couldn't agree with you more. Tasha Zierich, one of my favorite IO psychologists, next to Gabe Delarosa, of course, <laughs> right? I have to give that caveat. And uh, yeah, such a powerful okay. statistic. Yeah, right. Such a powerful statistic. 95% of people think they're self-aware, but 10 to 15% really are. And um, agree with you, or that's why we're so passionate about polls to be able to help drive that self-awareness and be able to ask the questions like, why is this happening? Why am I responding like this? And so with that, Carrie, how does this power at your fingertips, this biometric intelligence, how does this help coaching? Great question. I think the biggest way I've seen it help is you get, I talked earlier about going deep, right? And you, it takes some time to get deep, but when you've got data to support um, kind of the the key issues and, and you can quickly get there. I think you get there a lot quicker than in other ways that I've seen coaching work. For example, I can quickly spot, you know, areas where I'm seeing someone in, in a dashboard format, you know, where stress is showing up for them. Maybe it's a particular time of day or a particular situation based on, you know, their ability to tag themes. And so they also have some self insight into what's coming up for them and, you know, recognizing I guess just that, that we're also unique and different and we're quickly able to get at what's important to that person or what's happening for that person. How is stress showing up for that person too, right? It's, we know it's could be physiological. It could be behavioral. It could be emotional. It doesn't really matter, but the body is, is telling us something. It's built into us that our, our heart rate variability is, is measuring how we're responding to that, that parasympathetic nervous system I talked about and the, and the sympathetic, right? And those, those push and pull there. And I think we're such a data-driven society, as, as which is fantastic. And this is a really fantastic way to connect the, the data with, with what's causing people stress. Before this, before Pulse, it's, there's not been a measure of that, that, that biometric data to help support what's really underneath the surface that even talking about self-awareness, we're not always aware of. Sometimes for people, it's very clear what's causing them stress. For others, it's not. And I think Pulse can help tap into that much quicker, especially when it's not an obvious, right? What's 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 there for people? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Carrie. And, uh, you know, the objective is, is how do we influence Tasha Yorich's uh, statistic, right? How do we make people become self-aware, right? Mm-hmm. But more importantly, as you've been talking about, Carrie, how do we get to action? And with wonderful, passionate coaches like yourself. We're going to continue to make impact on lives by helping people move into 
the actions that are going to have the most impact in, on their lives driven from that self-awareness. And that's what we're most passionate about. Carrie, always a pleasure to have you on. We're looking forward to having you on again um, in the next couple episodes um, to be able to highlight some of the impacts on your, your coachees. Um, any parting words for our audience, Carrie? Wow. Um, parting words. Just, yeah, that, that try Pulse. <laughs> if you haven't <laughs> tried it, I guess, you know, I, I'm, I, I may have mentioned this in a previous uh, conversation with you that, you know, I'm, I'm not personally data driven when it comes to my body and myself, but the, the revelations that I've seen in my own world and the, the way that the data is not lying to me, I think it's a super powerful way to gain insight. I think of myself as pretty self-aware. I think I'm, you know, I'm not in that kind of 15%. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Um, but yet I've gained some pretty insightful things in my own life. So just, I think, you know, giving it a try, checking it out, seeing how it works and and being open to to what it has to what what you might not be aware of that you think you're aware of is I guess the the key takeaway there. I love it. Carrie, thank you so much. Always a pleasure to have you on and thank you audience for listening today. Thank you for tuning into the Pulse Experience podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and gained valuable insights into the world of wellness technology and biometric-led coaching that changes lives. If you're interested in experiencing Pulse for yourself and working with one of our expert coaches, please click the link in the description below. Until next time, thank you.